This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. What up, world? Past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is going to be a lot of fun uh, because the Blazers just pulled off their best win of the season, or at least arguably their best win of the season, depending on how you feel about their win over the Lakers earlier this year. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers 121-105 in Philly in a game where they were without six players due to injury, including Damian Lillard. They were down four starters. The lone starter to play in this game, Robert Covington. And they pulled off a win over the team with the best record in the Eastern Conference. So I want to talk about this game. First, I just want to talk about, I just want to relive the fun a little bit. I want to celebrate Gary Trent Jr. and, and, C.J. Ellaby's performances, both of them were very good in this game. Ellaby um, out of nowhere the, for the game of his career. But before we get into that, because we're going to talk about this game, and, and then I want to close the show talking a little about all-star voting. We saw the first round of all-star votes released today. Damian Lord sees his name on that list. But let me take you inside the show a little bit. Um, I work a day job, and uh, so after I get off work, I usually kind of sketch out, like literally pen and paper sketch out what the what the show is going to be about. Uh, today, the Blazers game started right at sort of five o'clock when I got off my got off work, so I'm I'm sort of writing it out in the first quarter, and I'm assuming the Blazers are about to get smoked, right? They have nine uh, available players in this game, and really only more like eight and a half uh, because Anthony Simons was limited to 20 minutes. He had a minutes restriction due to a bulky hamstring. So they're going in against this game, eight, eight and a half guys. One of those guys is Kelgen Blevins. The other one is CJ Ellaby. So we're, we're talking six and a half NBA players available for this game. In my eyes, uh, Philly was without Ben Simmons, but I didn't think that mattered. They're really good. It turns out it maybe matters, but so I, I kind of had planned to do other stuff. I was going to talk about the all-star game. I was kind of, um, I was going to, I was just going to ignore this game and say, Hey, the Blazers got smoked in Philly. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Let's move on. And then they were tied at the end of the first quarter. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. And then they were tied at halftime. And it's like, well, I, I mean, I got to talk a little bit about the game because they played really well. Still kind of assuming that they would wilt a little bit. The talent would catch up with them. You know, Joel Embiid had 25 in the second quarter, 31 at halftime. It's like, well, I don't, they just can't slow this dude down. He might win the MVP this year. Uh, but still, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little about the game. Then they scored 40 points in the third quarter. And the little notebook that I have been writing my notes down on, I said, all right, I'm going to throw this thing out. We'll, we're just going to talk about the game. Uh, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you know that in general, um, I don't like to do like game recaps. So I'm, I'm going to save you. Th- what you've heard now in the first 90 seconds is going to serve as a recap. I just kind of want to talk about what we learned from this game, what this game means, and if they can move forward. But but let's just let's unequivocally, let's say it here. Nobody saw this coming. If you saw this coming, I hope you bet on it. I hope you went to betonline.ag and got your money's worth. I know this was the most fun game of the year for the Blazers, at least from my perspective, the most fun win of the season, uh, beating the, the Damian Lode buzzer beater over, over the Bulls on Saturday. Uh, I don't know if it's the best. I mean, I think beating the Lakers in LA might be a better win. Um, but this was... 
<laughs> this game was so unexpected that it was just joyful. And if you've listened to the show earlier this week, I've been harping on kind of just in a in a trying season in a trying year in a trying global situation to uh encourage you to just hold on to joy when it gives you these moments and these are one of these moments where you just want to grab grab on and hold tight and 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 the star of this game the guy who delivered the joy was CJ Ellaby and before we get into what he did i i just want to flash back to tuesday um I know we did, I didn't really have sort of a recappy pod after that. I interviewed Jamie Hudson. Um, we talked a lot about Zach Collins in the most recent pod after that game on Wednesday evening. Um, Blazers won a game where they didn't play well It's or, or just didn't play any defense. They won a game by just being a, a prolific offense against a, um, a team that couldn't stop them. But in that game, uh, Terry Stotts went, went in the second quarter. He was like, okay, uh, Anthony Simon's a little banged up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can steal a few minutes with... C.J. Ellaby, and he got cooked in the post and gave up an and one and then turned the ball over on the very next possession and then and, and just like trying to bring the ball up the floor, got pressured and lost the ball. 44 seconds, quick hook, bring in injured Anthony Simons. Stotts saw what he saw. He said, we can't, we just can't hang with C.J. Ellaby in the game. We can't, the young C.J., as we're going to call him here, young, uh, young C.J. can't, just, he's not an NBA player, you know? That was Tuesday. Two days later. No Dame in this one. He missed the game with the abdominal strain. I, he was playing through that strain on Tuesday, so that it was really hard for him to move early in the game. Um, scored a lot of points. I would love to have that kind of limited movement personally. Um, but he, he was out. He was out of this game. It doesn't sound like it's a big deal with Dame. Sounds like it's it's probably a day to day type thing. Unclear if he'll play Saturday against the Knicks to close out the trip. But uh, it doesn't sound like this is sort of like a multi. If if he does miss that one, he should be back after that. At least reading the tea leaves from what Terry Stotts told reporters today. But the Blazers go into this one knowing they're going to be shorthanded, and quite frankly, I think that really helps CJ Ellaby because instead of having this, hey, you know, like the sort of classic NBA thing, hey, hey, Rook, be ready. This was like, hey, hey, CJ, you're going to play. 20 minutes tonight, 25 minutes tonight. So not like be ready if your name is called. It was more like your name is about to be called. And I think that dialed in um, expectations. I think that's really valuable for NBA players. That's why coaches in the league really want to have uh, set predictable rotations because guys do better knowing what, like knowing what their role is going to be. And for C.J. Ellaby, I think it can't be understated how much having clarity about what the expectations were going into this game, because you could see right away he was hustling for, he had his first two buckets were offensive rebound putbacks. He was just doing hustle stuff. You know, he was just, just playing hard and going to get the ball because he didn't, it wasn't like, I better not screw up or I'm only going to play three minutes. I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not super locked in. This was like, Hey dog, you're going to play real minutes, go in there and be ready. Immediately his first two buckets are hustle play offensive rebounds. He blocked the shot. Even in that first shift before he really got going, he was just playing with the type of sort of hustle and energy stuff that was like, oh, this guy's really contributing. He's having a really nice game. Like, it's a lot of fun. And then he really got going. Uh, finished with 15 points, career-high 15 points, career-high 7 rebounds, blocked 2 shots. You know, he was he was not the Blazers' best player by any means. Uh, I don't, I will talk about that gentleman, Gary Trent Jr., in the second segment. But uh, this was... Uh, this was not, I don't know, coming out party, but this was this was the best game he's ever played in the NBA by an order of magnitude. It's not close. I don't know if there's a second place. All the other, all everything else is tied for second at this point. And it was, 
he just did he just did things that a high level role player does. Like you know he 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 got a steal in the open court and dunked at home. He he put, had a putback dunk. Uh, he's uh, this. I don't want to read into this and say like CJ Ellaby deserves minutes every single night. Like I'm still putting him behind his ear little. I'm not if Derek Jones Jr. is healthy. I am not considering looking down the bench to CJ Ellaby. But it is these types of moments that can build a team for the future. Um, he's not going to get a lot more opportunity if the team is healthy. And in fact, that's good. If the team is healthy, you don't want CJ Ellaby to play. You do not want a second round pick who was a you know a pretty good Pac-12 player last year, but. Uh, to be part of the plan, right? You want him to be part of the plan going forward. And I think this is the type of performance that you can point back to when you get opportunity in the future and say, I already know I can contribute. I already know that if I play hard and, you know, don't try to do too much, like live within sort of the hustle limitations of my game, then I can, I can help. This can only bode well for him in the future. And I don't, I'm not here. I mean, I'm, I'm celebrating it because it was a lot of fun, right? Like it was just, it's fun to see a guy come out of nowhere and have this type of game. And now we've had two of them in a week, right? With Nazir Little's career high on Monday of 30 points. And then Ellaby coming in with this game against Philly. This was, but he was the headliner in a game that was so surprising and so shocking. So of course, the guy that no one could have predicted having this type of game, again, if you did, hope you bet on it. He's just, he brought the surprise. He was the headliner of the surprise. And it was a ton of fun. I, I don't I don't think like if as I as I'm want to do sort of extrapolate out um as as wide as we can get from a game like this, CJ Ellaby is not going to be the sort of like he's not a future star right he's not even a future rotation player if the Blazers have all their parts but he's a guy who has shown that if you need to break the glass and call on him he can contribute and now. Maybe they saw that in practice. Maybe these are things, you know, guys see behind the scenes like, hey, this dude can play. Um, you know, it's, it's clear he's ahead in the pecking order of Kelgen Blevins. Uh, he's, so, you know, maybe he showed his teammates this, but now he showed himself this. And I think that's the real takeaway here is that now in the future, uh, you know, injuries, COVID, whatever, foul trouble, whatever. If the Blazers need another guard, if they need someone to play some spot minutes at two or some spot minutes at, at on the wing as a as a as a smaller three, C.J. Ellaby knows that he can say, I came in a tough situation. I put up 15 and seven. I can contribute at this level. I might not have every, every game may not go like this, but I know I'm capable of these things. And that can only bode well for the Blazers future. C.J. Ellaby, just, just a ton of fun. You could tell his teammates were really enjoying it. It was, um, this was as enjoyable a Blazers game as they've played in a year and a half. That might be underselling the games in the bubble. Those were a ton of fun. And those were, even if they felt like playoff games or regular season games. But this was, in terms of unexpected performances, this was as memorable and as as sort of like, oh, you'll remember this random Blazer game for a long time as that game 82 performance where uh, Anthony Simons played every minute, had 37 points, and they came back from down 25 to beat the Kings. This um, this goes right in sort of that that level of lore. It was just a ton of fun. And CJ CJ McCollum, CJ Ellaby was was the guy who who was the headline of the surprise fun. So Take this joy, bottle it up, hold it close because life is so uncertain. What I want to talk about in the second segment is Gary Trent Jr. And not because Gary Trent Jr. had this remarkable game. In fact, I want to talk about Gary Trent Jr. because he had a good game, but it wasn't noteworthy. And to me, that is the the exciting part about his development at this stage in his in year three for for Gary Trent Jr. He's taking a big step. So I want to talk about that big step in the second segment. But before we get there, 
want to tell y'all about rockauto.com. Y'all know rockauto.com. It's the family business that's been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com right now and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers that got everything you need, like engine control modules or brake parts or tail lamps or motor oil, even new carpet. You name it, they got it. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, everything you need is just a few easy clicks away and it'll be delivered directly to your door. Because the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You'll be able to quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and then you then you can choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all is the prices, because at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You don't have to do that. Instead, you can just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure while you're there, you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. You know, here at Locked On Blazers, we got you covered with all things Portland basketball. But you might be asking yourself, Mike, what about the rest of the sports? Well, good news, because the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there, too, with the new Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you already get podcasts. So we talked about C.J. Ellaby, the headline of an unexpected joy in Philly. One of the truly memorable, just sort of random games. You're gonna, you're, you will remember this game at the end of the season because it was like, hey, remember when they went into Philly and C.J. Ellaby went nuts and they won by 20 in a game that they for sure should have lost? Ten point dogs on Bet Online before the game started. Win by 16 on the road to secure a at least 500 road trip to improve to 3-2 and two in their first five games? Yeah, C.J. Ellaby did that. It was wild. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Uh, I um, Many of you have kind of criticized me in the past, and it's probably fine. It's fair um, for not being a fan, but... It doesn't, it means, I'm when I say I'm not a fan of the Blazers, it means that I don't have this like strong emotional attachment. I, st- I still love basketball and I loved this game. Like this was a ton of fun. I'm still capable of enjoying NBA basketball games that they play in. I just don't, um, my emotions don't hang on their performances as much, but like you can hear my voice. I loved that game. I had a ton of fun watching it. CJ Ellaby was the main reason, but he wasn't the only reason. One of my big takeaways from this game is that when you're going through the list of impressive performances, it's like CJ Ellaby right there at the top incredibly memorable uh Carmelo Anthony his second straight game shooting above 50% from the field 8 of 14 22 points 5 assists 4 rebounds blocked two shots had a steal was fantastic he had he shot 50% from the floor against Washington back to back 50% shooting games he had not had one of those since uh January 13th when he was 2 for 4 at Sacramento he hasn't shot above 50% from the field when taking more than 5 shots since January 1st at Golden State it has been a while and you certainly noticed it Melo was really good um he really set the tone early I thought I thought um he didn't force things he made he made the right reads and and was it was notable right off the bat second name you're going to or third name I guess CJ CJ Elby Carmelo Anthony 
Ennis Cantor, awesome in this game. Uh, the Blazers just dominated the offensive glass in a way that maybe you you didn't see coming. The Blazers grabbed 39.6% of their of their own missed shots, an offensive rebounding rate of nearly 40%, led by uh, Cantor, who grabbed 11 offensive boards. He finished with 17 and 18, and he got cooked by um, Embiid in the second quarter, but Embiid had 25 points in the second quarter and 12 points for the rest of the game. Um, you know, it's like... It doesn't really matter. 37, like how you slice it up doesn't matter. But it, it wasn't in the second half after Kendrick had a really tough time guarding Embiid in that second quarter. He didn't get rocked. And I think, um, you know, that changed the game. The Blazers took a tie game and ended up going up 21 and during the fourth. They, they basically won the game in that third. And Cantor was awesome and noticeably awesome. He was just, he just does what he does. You know, this was, um, he's a strong enough post defender to make it tough on people. You know, he's... The, the Sixers didn't have Ben Simmons, so they couldn't put him in a ton of pick and rolls. They just don't have another point guard who's capable of sort of taking advantage of Cantor's slow mobility, uh, or lack of mobility, rather. And Embiid is, even though he he got his, um, he's a, like a sort of a better type of matchup for, for Cantor, for sure. Like a kind of um, just a guy who's going to try to beat you with power. He obviously, he did in a lot of different ways. But but Cantor was really good and it was obvious. Like you could just look at the box score like, oh, damn, dude, he's, he's already got 11 rebounds in the middle of the second quarter. Uh but the name that didn't come up, or the name that's sort of fourth on the list, and I think, and maybe deservedly so, is is Gary Trent Jr. And not because he was the fourth best player. Like, he probably he, he probably was the fourth best player, but because the dude had 24 points and it didn't feel like an outlier. It feels like a normal game from Gary Trent Jr. He's come a long way from sort of struggling at, at the beginning of the season to sort of find where he fits in. And I think when everyone's healthy, it's still going to be like... F- how can we find a way to get Gary 15 shots every night? Like that's still going to be really important. He can't, he can't play like he was at the beginning of the year when he was taking seven, eight, nine shots in a night. He's it's gotta be up towards 15 because um, the Blazers just need his offense. But Gary was in a lot of ways, kind of like a, just a, just a little minor detail in this one. And yet he had 24 points and hit four of nine threes. Like, and it and it felt normal. It didn't. This didn't feel like an outlier game. And that's why I want to. I want to spend a moment just like think about how far he's come. Uh, it's obviously we're a long way away from him playing six minutes against Houston in the second game of the season. Uh, just a weird decision that was that we've moved really far away from. He's he's been playing serious minutes since then. Also with a bunch of injuries. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen. Like that's not even in the cards, right? So it's it, the minutes thing is kind of out the window. But just the just the reliable production level. He has hit multiple threes in seven consecutive games, at least two three pointers, including a dud game he played against Milwaukee on Monday. Uh, he was three of thirteen in that one. But but be, outside of that, he has been consistently productive. The dude just gets it done. He wasn't. He didn't even have a particularly good shooting night from two. Like like he went four of fourteen from two point range. But he's he's just developed into the level of score where the dude has 24 and you're like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, Gary had 24. Nice, nice little game. Like, like I even think Rodney Hood, who looked who looked better in this game, is kind of getting it going. He had 16, 16 and got the start. Like, I, I think Hood had a more notable game than than Gary Trent Jr. And to me, th- these are these are just it just goes to show you sort of the level of production you can count on from from Gary and i think that's kind of my big takeaway is that is that on a night where you're like CJ Elby was balling, Carmelo was efficient, 
Cantor really held his own against a really tough matchup. Rodney Hood is starting to find his rhythm. Oh yeah, this dude, third-year player, had 24 in this game and, and was just solid and dependable in a way that you think he can be solid and dependable. Some consistent consistency is all you're looking for with this team. Um, still haven't exactly nailed that down. And I think the sort of craziness of this game or the the unlikeliness of this game makes like the idea that this is sort of some mark of consistency seem a little bit off. Like I don't I don't want to draw that conclusion at all. But you're just looking for consistency. And Gary Trent Jr. has provided some of that over the last couple of weeks. And Gary, I tip my proverbial cap to you. Uh, for just for that dependability for a guy who can for a guy who's going to put up 20 and it not be notable because you just you just have you've seen him do it enough that you're like the dude can score and I, and, and he's reliable uh that's it's kind of who we thought he would be coming into the season and he stepped into that role in a way that he can ha- he can be he can score 24 and be overshadowed and i think that is a that is a noteworthy development all right, that's enough. That's enough excitement off of one game. Y'all know that I, um, I'm i anti-game recap, and I've been reading the box score and talking about individual performances from one game, but that's how excited I was about this one. So uh, I'm breaking my own rules with granular recaps. But we're going to switch it up in the third, in the third segment. Uh, first round all-star voting came out today, and Dame's name's on the list. Let's uh, Let's find out where he landed in the third segment. But before we get there... I want to tell y'all about Bet Online. I've already teased it twice because it's the place that we trust and the one place that has you covered if you're looking for an online sports book. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Look, Super Bowls this weekend. Great time to get into, if, if you want to bet on something, this is the number one betting moment of the year in the United States of America. Um, but if, if that's not your cup of tea, you can still get in on the action. Games every week. There's props on every game. You could have, um, if you were confident in your Blazers, you could have made a little money on Thursday night. So don't sit on the sidelines. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by CBDMD. Look, life is busy, which means you can often find yourself trying to catch up on much-needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than the NBA media was sleeping on CJ Ellaby prior to Thursday night. That's why you gotta check out CBDPM, which blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little bit before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience. These bath salts are available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. And to make it even easier to get that good night's sleep you need, they're offering all of my listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. The promo code is NBA, and you'll get 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Still a pass first point guard. 
still Mike Richmond, and you're still listening to Locked on Blazers. You a fantasy hoops player? You need fantasy basketball advice? You need a reliable source? Well, let me help you out. More people trust Josh Lloyd, who's the host of Locked on Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. So subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Basketball, wherever you already get podcasts. All right, we went deep on the Philly game. It was a ton of fun. I wanted to do. I wanted to go deep on it because it was just so enjoyable. Uh, cling tightly to your joy. But let's switch gears a little bit. The first round of All Star voting were released today. This is fan voting. Uh, it's separate from media and coach voting. It's uh, they're they're all different pots that go in to determine the All Star starters, and then the reserves will be chosen by the league's coaches. So in the early returns of fan voting. Damian Lillard finishes third among West guards behind Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. It's about 400,000 votes behind Luka. Uh, well clear of fourth place. 700,000. More than 700,000 ahead of fourth place John Morant. And Donovan Mitchell way all back there. Um, some 760,000 behind Dame. My goodness. Two other Blazers made the list, the names you would expect. C.J. McCollum finished 8th among West guards, uh, just behind Chris Paul, just ahead of Shea Gilles Alexander, and Clay Thompson, who hasn't played a game of basketball in two years, and got 100,000 votes. Shout out to Clay. Uh, C.J.'s not going to be an all-star. He was having an all-star type season. Um, he would definitely be in the conversation, if not on the roster, but, you know, bummer. He's hurt. He's not going to be available by the time um, voting ends, and I don't... Uh, you know, while fans may continue to put him in this top 10, he's not going to get the uh, the coach love for this type of thing. He, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be a starter regardless, but he's he's very, very unlikely to be a reserve also just because of the lack of games played. Bummer for CJ. He was playing the best basketball of his career. Other name on the list, Carmelo Anthony, 10th among West forwards, the last name on the list. They only do the top 10 or only release the top 10 publicly. Mello finds himself right behind Brandon Ingram, Christian Wood, Andrew Wiggins, and Zion Williamson. So if the if the All-Star Game were to be held today, your stars would be LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic. In the West, in the East, you'd have Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving as your two guards, and then Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid as your front court spots. Uh, just outside of the East starters, you got James Harden and Jason Tatum. Uh, be it'd be quite something if the uh, Brooklyn Nets end up with three starters. Really, really, um, really would be an impressive feat. Uh, I mean, the, all those dudes are good. It wouldn't. I don't know if it's undeserved, but it would be. It certainly would be something for a, t- a team to have three uh, f- three starters. That isn't that isn't like the absolute elite of the elite. Uh, sort of '96 Bulls, 2016 Warriors type of thing. Um, there's not much more to say about this. I wanted to bring it up just because it's it's sort of news noteworthy. Damian Lloyd getting the the respect he deserves. You could say that he deserves to be above Luca. Um, Luca statistically is just a friggin' monster. Uh, the Mavs really stink right now, though. So um, I think that there's a chance that with the with the Blazers sort of trending in the direction they are, twelve and nine, y'all, um, that maybe a little coach love, a little player love could could sneak Damian as a starter. That would be really cool. Um, he has not started an all-star game in 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 his other five appearances. Uh, Dame, Dame's a lock; like he's going to make the team. I don't. There's. No, I don't see 
there's no need in spending airtime talking about um, whether he's going to make it. Like the dude's in the fraternity. He's he's at worst the second best point guard in the league. Like he's he's in. Congratulations, Dame, uh, six time All Star. You'll be chasing Drexler's eight to be the the franchise's all time leader after this year. Um, I really think my takeaway from this is that they're going to play an all-star game, it sounds like. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN um, is reporting basically that they are going to announce an all-star game to be held in Atlanta, which might also include a dunk contest and a three-point contest over um, the second weekend in March. And y'all, they shouldn't do that. Um, I'm not going to get up on my soapbox and explain to you why they shouldn't do it because we're living, we're trying to play this sport in a global pandemic and, uh, there is no reason to play an exhibition game other than for the Turner sports family to make money. There is no other argument for doing it. You can name guys to the all-star team and they can be recognized as among the elites without playing a game that they don't take particularly seriously anyways until um, they change the rules to make them try in the fourth quarter last year. Um, they, did, they just shouldn't do it. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I, I'm happy for Dame. I hope he gets to start the all-star game. It would be um, an, a richly deserved award for a guy who's been so good for so long. Um, I, 400,000 votes is a lot to make up. And since the fan vote um, accounts for 50% of the voting... He might not overcome that with the player and media voting making up for the other half, but I hope he does, and then I hope they don't play the game. There's no need to. Uh, They're playing enough regular basketball games for us to get our fix. They don't need to play an exhibition game. In any case, this is round one of the All-Star voting. It uh, continues until... February 16th is the end of fan voting, and then after that, they will uh, announce the finalized rosters on Tuesday, February 23rd. Depending on how the votes shake out, I may or may not update you. Like, we'll talk about the all-star rosters when we get there, but I don't know if I'm going to go granular results week by week. Uh, I, I just want to say this. Dame's right there in the running to be a starter. I think he deserves to be a starter. Uh, if he's not, I'm not going to light my pitchfork on fire and storm Adam Silver's office. But um, he's having, a at least maybe not fully comparable statistically because Luka's such a monster, but he's having a comparable season to Luka and his team's better. Um, it's it's as simple as that. He deserves to be there. Um, I hope he gets in there. I don't have a, I don't have a media vote this year, so I can't even influence it anyway, but, um, I hope, see, I hope Dame gets to start the all-star game. Uh, I wish we were having the CJ McCollum debate this time. It's a bummer that he's not involved in this one, but that's not how it works out. Hold tightly to your joy. That's going to do it for this episode. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get wherever they already get podcasts. Just search locked on blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. 